This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. Welcome to Season 4 of the Coach's Wife Live podcast. I can't believe it's been four seasons. This is pretty awesome. I am fired up because I'm in my own little personal studio here in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown. And I've had the honor over this summer of meeting an incredible woman. I am so excited to get to know her better through this podcast and other ways as well. Kristen Johns. Chris is the wife of Kevin Johns, offensive coordinator for the Memphis Tigers. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Kristen. I'm excited and honored that you asked me to join you. Without question. Now, of course, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know me. I love stats. And so I knew it coming into this uh, program, obviously, because I follow uh, Memphis Tigers, but it's just phenomenal. This is Coach John's 10th consecutive year of being an offensive coordinator in FBS. Stops at Northwestern, Indiana, Western Michigan, Texas Tech, and now Memphis. This past year, in 2020, Coach Johns guided Tigers to yet another impressive offensive season, team ranked 22nd in the nation in total offense, and finished the year ranked 17th in both passing offense and first down offense. When you look back, we're talking a career that's also spanned nine bowl trips. What stands out to you as to why Coach Johns is getting guys to perform at such a high level? Well, I was impressed you did your homework. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely like the stats. Um, So I appreciate that. Oh, gosh, it's it's crazy that it's been that long. But um, I think Kevin is um, very – he's – he pays very close attention to detail. He is uh, very um, focused and he has very high expectations for his guys and his family and (laughs) everyone around him, which is, uh, which is awesome because I think he, he gets those boys to do more than they think they can, they, than they, you know, think they can do. That's very evident, and I'm going to come back to more uh, coach's wife questions, but I get right into the part that everyone loves to talk about, which is you. So where did you grow up, and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? I did not. I grew up with an older sister and never watched football as a young girl. My dad liked golf and <laughs> We went to a lot of soccer games. Uh, I grew up in St. Louis. That was a big soccer school, uh, soccer town. And I didn't start watching football until college. I had a couple of roommates that were big NFL fans. And then um, when I met Kevin, I actually started going to some of his games. (laughs) So I never knew anything about this life. Wow. So how did you meet Kevin Johns? Well, we had some mutual friends at the University of Dayton. Um, It's a private Catholic school in Ohio, and I went private Catholic my whole life in St. Louis. So a lot of kids went there from St. Louis, and he was only about a half an hour from home. 
And we um, didn't meet until maybe junior, senior year. We started to have, you know, these mutual friends and we'd see each other more often, but we didn't start dating until senior year. Senior year. Okay. So when did it get really <laughs> serious and when did you get married? All the fun facts. Okay. Well, we laughed because I don't think we would be married if we would have started dating any earlier than that. <laughs> I think he tried to break up with me a couple of times during football <laughs> season, but I knew he was the one and just wouldn't let him. Um, so we actually dated long distance for a while when I was in St. Louis and he got um, his first GA job at Northwestern. We were uh, commuting to Chicago and St. Louis. And then um, I moved there his third year as a GA and, um, and then moved along with him since then. Wow. How many years have you um, been married and now have kids? We just celebrated our 20th anniversary on July 14th. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's gone by so fast. Um, We have three boys and we have twins that are 16 and another son that's 14, all three in high school starting today. And it's just crazy how, um, how fast it's gone. I'm so, I'm so lucky to have three boys and just the, the camaraderie they have and um, love that they're all going to be together this year as my youngest starts freshman year. <laughs> and it's such an emotional day when you are around them, when they go to the first day of school, mine as well. Of course, I, you cry when they're not looking and all the fun things there kind of used to realize how fast, how quickly it just goes by so fast. Um, you have an amazing mm-hmm. uh, family, your young men, I'm telling you, they just have a presence. Them. I know that want to visit more about that. Just how you are raising them is just incredible. So do you work right now and what do you enjoy doing now that you have a little bit of time when they go back to school? Oh yeah. I am currently looking for a job. I have really enjoyed um, being home with them since they were born. Since we found out we had twins, I decided, um, we both decided that would be the best option, especially with um, Kevin's career. And so um, it's been a blessing and I've enjoyed it, but I am ready just to kind of get out there and do something for myself. Um, on, in a couple moves, I've dabbled in some jobs, but nothing, um, nothing that's been long-term. So I'm looking to possibly get into sales or getting connected with the church and um, just trying to figure out where I can use some of my talents. (laughs) Okay. So it's game day type questions and I'm excited that I actually get to experience this with you this fall. Uh, What's outside of pandemic world scratch that year but normally what's a home game look like for you what time do you like to get into the stadium I like to get there early the boys have always loved to just play football in the uh, parking lot and just love the camaraderie with the wives and the families so I try and get there at least two hours if not more before the game and uh, our first year here we had a great tailgate set up and had the tiger walk. And as you know, that's so exciting. And so we really enjoyed getting here early. It's a great fan base 
And so we look forward to doing that. I like to get into the game about an hour beforehand. So now that my boys are older and they're really interested in watching them warm up as well, it's um, it's fun to just be there and settled so the the butterflies <laughs> go away a little bit before the game starts. Yeah, there's so much pressure on the offensive coordinator. It's just it's intense. Do you feel that during the games? Do you get pretty nervous? I do. Uh, I feel like, you know, based on what happened with the call, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that you know, it can go either way, depending on who you're around or what the fans are saying. But overall, um, Kevin's pretty calm on game day and he's in the box and that's where he likes to be. Um, so he can focus and see everything. And so, um, we finally got him to look down and wave at us last <laughs> season. <laughs> he found out where we were. And so, so that was fun for him to wave at us either before or after the game. But, uh, since I can't watch him during the game, but, but yeah, there's, there's some, um, you know, some nervousness, but overall, once the game's going, it's, it's fun. Do you travel to the away games? Uh, I like to, if they're, if they're close and it, you know, cooperates with the boys schedules, we always try and go to a couple of away games and I heard we're going to have a wife's trip this year. So that's super exciting. Awesome. Do you have any specific fun traditions after a big win? I know you've had plenty of huge wins here at Memphis, um, bowl game last year, anything you guys do? Uh, you know, as much as I would like to have a party after, <laughs> after a win, I, I think, as you know, our, our husbands are so wiped out that they just, um, sometimes want to come home and relax or sleep, but, uh, we definitely like to come home and just chill out and watch the other games going on or, or just spend some good family time together. Absolutely. That's same. Um, as you know, in this business, it's tough. You have high highs and low lows and not every day. Um, you're just throwing thousands of yards every season. And, and so you do have mm-hmm. adversity. You have things that come up unexpectedly, things you didn't plan for, um, things you just didn't see happening. What do you think's been the toughest adversity that you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Oh, wow. As you know, every season has its adversity. Um, But I think I would uh, go back to our years at Indiana because it was, it was some of the hardest seasons, but the most rewarding at the same time uh, we came into that program um, and built it up and it was really going in a great direction but some of those initial years were really tough, you know, only winning one or two games and trying to keep everybody motivated to, to keep buying into the program and, you know, just trying to keep the wives and families positive. So um, one of my good friends introduced me to um, a Bible study and I had never done one before. And I, as I said, I grew up Catholic, um, think I said that. (laughs) And and so she, she offered, you know, for me to join it. And at first I was a little hesitant, like, Oh, I've never done that, but it was the best thing I, um, I did and started reading the Bible more frequently. And, um, you know, on those, after those tough games or a tough season, 
I really started talking with Kevin a little bit more about wow, this is really making a big difference and helping helping me have a better outlook on what's going on and and so then he started reading the Bible on his phone and it's been such a blessing. I mean, we've prayed together since then. We never openly prayed together besides before a meal. Mm. And to to learn how to pray together and verbally mm-hmm. uh, talk to each other like that was just something that like, I can't believe we, we were raised in the church and we'd never done that before. Mm. And um, so since then, I mean, he's read through the Bible, the whole Bible twice wow. <laughs> and I still haven't finished the whole Bible, but um, he, um, you know, he really jumped in and it, it helped give him a different perspective as well. And so um, uh, just our faith got us through those hard times. Mm. I just had tears in my eyes as I was listening to you tell that story, how powerful. And you can just tell when you meet your family, there's just something different about your group of five. Like it's just incredible. There's just, uh, there's a piece about your family. Um, There's just you just carry yourself with excellence and that you can definitely tell grounding comes from your relationship with Christ. Absolutely incredible. Obviously that experience of just one coach's wife saying, Hey, come along has really changed you. Mm -hmm. Oh, changed our whole family, changed our whole faith. I mean, if we wouldn't have gone to Indiana, I don't know that we would be close to where we are right now. And we wouldn't have known how to instill that in our boys. And our marriage wouldn't be as strong. I mean, it's it's been ever changing. Mm. Now, I didn't really do the math. So I'm guessing it's your 20th year of being a coach's wife. Did, was he already coaching? I guess when you got married. So this is year 20. Yeah, I think it's about 22. He was 22. a high school coach one year before, and then yeah, <laughs> I think it. I think it's, yeah, because we got married in 01 and he had already been coaching for two years. So something like that. So if you look over the span, what do you think would you would say is something you're really glad that you made a priority in your life? I think after, you know, some of those tough years at Indiana, um, we decided that we were just going to follow God's plan for us. And whatever that may be, if, if, um, you know, we were meant to stay there or move on, I think that we made a choice to say, you know, we can, we can do the best we can with what we have, but ultimately it's where he wants us to be. And I think that, um, we've just rolled with some of the punches since then because of that belief. Mm, that faith has carried you. Now, this is a question that no one likes to be asked. Um, but this is something that we wives, we listen to this podcast, and I learn from every single wife that I have on this podcast. It's been really encouraging to me. But mm. you are the backbone of a very successful coach. What do you think that you have done? And if you say it's all him, that's not true because he would, I could have him on the podcast and he would say, <laughs> no, it's not all me. So what do you think you've done? Uh, it sounds like you're bragging, but you're not. So just share with us some things that you think you know what it's has like. <laughs> contributed to the success of his career in your family. Like what mm-hmm. do you think has, has helped this work? 
Well, I think this question's awesome. And just the fact that you um, stress the importance of, of the wives, because, you know, sometimes we are a little misunderstood. People don't understand <laughs> how much the family's involved in this career. But um, I would just say buying in to, to this whole um, way of life. It's not a career. It's not a job. It's what we do. And I think, you know, when you start looking at other careers and other families of friends that you're around that aren't in the coaching life, it's really easy to start feeling sorry for yourself mm. and comparing yourself and looking outside and seeing their husband's home for dinner and, and, um, you know, just the, the little things. And when I start feeling that way, I reach out to other coaches, wives and, and get grounded again and realize, Hey, you know what? There's so many perks within this career that we've been able to enjoy. There's so many positives. And, um, I just, you know, go back to, this is the life we chose. We've been blessed in so many ways. And, um, I just think, you know, we've chosen to continue this career and there's not many men that love their jobs as much as our husbands love their jobs. So to squash that would just be unrealistic in my opinion. It is completely unrealistic. I mean, when you meet a college football coach, a high school football coach, NFL, they're just very passionate. They're very driven. And to try to put that into something else, sometimes, um, as hard as the wife's life can be, you don't want to make him do that. Mm -hmm. Cause I always say the quote of it, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's not true. It's right. Just, right. Ain't happy. <laughs> yeah. If our hubbies aren't happy. That's, not right. happy either. <laughs> That's true. Cause I feel like we're the heartbeat, you know, our, we hurt when they hurt, you know, we sure mm -hmm. so high when they reach those levels of Whatever the success might so be, it be wins. It may be the impact that they have on their players, and they're seeing that in lives changed. I mean, that's uh, even more so. So I didn't add up how many moves mm -hmm. you had, but you've moved quite a bit. You've had three kids. You obviously don't live near family right now. So when you move around, what are some of the ways, some practical things that we can take away for today and say, when you move to a new town, how do you? get them adjusted so quickly, finding childcare when you need to find a babysitter. What are some of the ways that's worked for you? Well, one thing that we've done that um, I feel has been successful for us is when we move, we moved before school ended. And I know a lot of other people may not agree with this just because it's tough to pull your kid out of school before the, the year's over. But um, we have found that they've been able to meet kids more quickly by going to the last two months of school and then starting a baseball team right away where they are plugged in. And um, we moved the boys three times in three years in middle school. Mm, wow. And really, um, yeah, so it was, you know, it's a challenging time, but I was so thankful how, how well they adjusted. And I just think moving there in March, for instance, moving to Michigan in March, like we just got them on a baseball team. I think they had practiced the, the night we moved into our house <laughs> and, um, you know, same thing with Texas. So 
so I think that that worked for us the best. And then they had some friends uh, through the summer and, and, you know, weren't able to miss out on one of their favorite sports. And I just try and dig in and get to know the wives as much as I can. I just, I'm an extrovert and like to be around people and, uh, and just enjoy getting to know new people. And I feel like I've had so many, um, good experiences throughout our, all of our stops and made so many awesome friendships that I still have today. Well, you do a phenomenal job of reaching out to every wife on the staff. Um, obviously, um, whether they are on the field wife or off the field wife or a part of the support staff, what are some things that you've done that um, some ways you enjoy connecting? There's some particular activities that you love doing with the wives every year. Oh, I, you know, I, I feel like birthday lunches are fun. I, you know, I not, we don't always get to celebrate our birthdays if it's during the season or summer or, or whatever. And uh, at least with, you know, a lot of people, especially since a lot of us don't have family in town. So I think it's fun just to celebrate each other um, with that or any successes, um, obviously the tailgates and um, really Bible studies are probably one of my favorite things to be involved in on a staff because you just get to know these women on a different level and experience um, just the intimacy with them that you don't get with other friendships. Those are very powerful. I mean, it is just really special to spend that time together. I know a lot of staffs have enjoyed that. This has been a unique experience here at Memphis. Really cool. Um, and they also understand what you're going through, which is, you know, this business can be so competitive and, um, mm -hmm. you know, has, has there been a job and maybe it's like years ago, I mean, you have to take me back to like 10 years ago, but has there been a job that you thought your husband would get? And you don't have to tell me the job, but whatever it may have been that you, you guys were very hoping for, it didn't happen. What did you say to him to keep him encouraged through this process? Well, of course, they, <laughs> he hasn't gotten some jobs that he wanted. I feel like, you know, this, this business is so cutthroat and a lot of it is who you know, and it's the right timing. But uh, overall, I think it just goes back to uh, it's not a good fit and don't take it personally. And I feel like there's so many coaches out there that, you know, think about when I get this job, this is going to be my staff, it's how I'm going to build it. And, and then the timing just isn't right. And uh, so I feel like we, we focus on the fact that, you know, maybe you didn't get that job because the boys are really supposed to be here at this time. You know, we, you know, maybe there's something that, that is going to change them or, or for them to experience that they need to experience. And it's not always about you. Mm. So um, we've kind of put it in that perspective before and um, that kind of eases it. But I think mainly, I think a lot of guys take it personally, if one yeah. of their buddies gets a job and they're not asked to join them, you know, it's kind of, kind of tough. But I asked Kevin a long time ago, I said, if you're ever in a position to hire somebody, please, <laughs> please don't tell anybody like in advance, oh, you're my guy, you're my guy. Yep. <laughs> because yep. I feel like it all, you know, it depends on the timing and the year and where you are and 
like, you know, the guys that promised their buddies a spot prior years before they get that job, it doesn't always turn out that way. And then somebody's upset. I know it can be crushing because it Mm -hmm. feels so personal, you know, at that point Mm -hmm. and and carrying your family through that is, um, and it happens (laughs) all across the country at all levels of football where you're like, wow, this is mm-hmm. how I thought this would play out. And then it kind of comes back right. to, you know, all right, are we, t- but are we putting our trust in particular people? Are we really having to die to go, okay, all right, God, you've got it. You've got every detail. It's that war in your head, you know, that we yeah. often talk about. Now, a big part of college coaching is recruiting do you get into that at all? Do you like it? I know there's a lot of demands, uh, different weekends that they come and you're talking to parents. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I really do enjoy the recruiting. I think, uh, you know, at times it's sometimes a great way to just get out and dress up and <laughs> yeah, you're like, we're going on a date as many wives say, this is our date night and we're going to a recruiting dinner. Um, but I really have found that I enjoy talking to the parents of the recruits and when the boys were a little younger, just learning a little bit more about how things were going to go in high school and, and what advice I could get from them and, and just kind of pick their brain on uh, raising boys. And I really think I've gotten some great nuggets over the years and um, enjoy that that time talking with parents and, you know, sharing our great experience and, and also showing them, you know, what, what Memphis has to offer. And so I, I do enjoy doing that. And then when they sign, they kind of become an extension of your family. What are the ways that you guys like to reach out and uh, connect with those players once they become part of your family, I guess? Yeah, it's so fun when you've been at a dinner with them and then you find out they sign. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so, so great. Uh, So, you know, I really enjoy having the players over for a meal and to swim. And, and it's kind of crazy right now, Kristen, because our boys are only two years younger than the freshmen. Wow. And Kevin. Kevin's recruiting guys their age and (laughs) so we're in a really different stage of life right now and Logan and Tyler know some of these kids that Kevin's talking about and know their name and so it's interesting and um, a lot of that yeah yeah it's it's been kind of fun but but yeah I love getting to know the boys on a personal level and just um, you know, making them treats before games and, and the boys really enjoy having a relationship with them. I feel like a couple of the quarterbacks could hang out with Logan and Tyler all day and, and they would just get along just like friends right now. It's, it's really cool. That's really neat. It has to be special to have boys very close to that age. Now, there's a lot of demands. I'm hearing competitive baseball in the summer, your travel ball, uh, probably halfway through the country. And then you're taking about all these mm-hmm. football practices and baseball practices. And then Coach Johns has got this crazy schedule. So how do you guys stay connected during the season, the two of you? 
That is a great question because, as you know, it's it's hard. You have to make an effort to do that or else you can kind of just both end up doing your own thing and living vicariously mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, through each other. But um, but we we intentionally, you know, make sure that we go on walks, whether it's at practice, I come after practice or, you know, I come for practice and then sometimes we'll just walk around the building and have a little 10 minute date or um, we try and do uh, date night if there's a night of the week where he can you know come home for dinner or meet him for dinner but yeah I feel like it, it's interesting because it usually falls on us to try and make that happen because they are so busy so for instance Kevin texted me today and asked me if I wanted to walk with him at 5 30 tomorrow morning <laughs> so we should catch up so I'm like okay I like to sleep in but I'll I'll make that sacrifice so we can have some time together I love so, yeah it's yeah it's whenever you can make it work and it's so important because when you don't have that time it's hard to think of everything you want to talk about you just and you can't just rattle it off. You have to kind of sit with it and then say, oh, I forgot to tell you this. And so, yeah, we try and make little walk dates through I the like season. It. I like the walking date. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So what do you enjoy doing for the fun side of things? Do you work out? Which I think I know the answer to this because you have amazingly shaped arms. Uh, like no. so what do you enjoy doing? <laughs> No, I, I really do enjoy working out. I, I love going to the gym. I just feel like it's good for my mental health. And physically, I um, health is really important to me. Um, I love food. <laughs> but I am, um, I have uh, some allergies. So I really enjoy cooking and trying to come up with good, new, healthy um, recipes and really get my, try and get my boys to eat, eat well, uh, also, but, um, I, I enjoy reading. I love gardening. I like having a pool. We've never had a pool before. So that's been really fun being out there and it's peaceful. And, um, I also just love, you know, connecting with friends. I try and meet up for walks instead of lunch because I do have allergies like it's almost easier for me to say hey let's go walk and talk instead of sit and eat so um so yeah I enjoy um a lot of different activities but right now I just think with all the boys out of the house (laughs) at the same time I uh, need to fill my time with with a job or some more volunteer work as well. Well, you've been very intentional with wives uh, with past several years, because when we got the job here at Memphis, so many women reached out to me that had been a part of your past staffs. And they were like, you're going to love Krista. It was been really neat from Aww, different sports, too, so I mean, over at Georgia, Joni Crean and um, some of the other wives, uh, someone out in California. Really, really cool. So uh, it's been really neat to to hear that. OK, so wrapping it up, what would you say? are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Oh, as you know, I think it's when those players come back that your husband coached and just tell your husband and you how much he meant to them and what an impact they had, he had on their lives. And even, even, you know, 
you and your relationship with them. Like, I just, I love seeing the old players or even, you know, the current players even recognize that early on, which some of them don't, but um, I think that's, really rewarding. And then also just watching my boys admire Kevin's work ethic and his, um, he's just a really good role model for them. He really coaches his players as if they were, you know, his, his boys, he, he doesn't cuss on the field. He, he wants to bring positive um, energy And so I love that my boys get to see that too. Love it. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What's the last book you have read? Um, well, reading (laughs) get out of your head with you by Danny Allen. I love it. I'm enjoying that one. And, um, I feel like I always kind of have to balance some of the the more intentional reading with a fun read. So I read a lot of Nicholas Sparks and um, Sherry Lapina too, just some kind of fun little dramas. Super fun. Okay, coach walks in the door, surprises you with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh, Kristen, that would have to be Kenny Chesney. Yes, down. there you go. <laughs> He's a Tennessee guy. There you go. Oh, yeah. He's from the state. But he's our favorite. So, uh, so, yeah, that's our favorite thing to do together is go to Kenny concerts. I love it when you like drive down to the beach and you turn on Sirius XM. I think I'm doing a commercial for them, but they have this channel. It's like to me, that's like <laughs> beach, you know, like going to just relax. Oh, yeah. No, she's radio, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Well, I just binge watched Outer Banks and that was due to my boys. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it. it. Is it it fun? Oh, it's super good. I would only binge watch like two at a time though. I I can't sit there for more than, than two episodes, but, but yeah, it was really good. What's your go-to meal to cook? Mexican. Everybody likes it. (laughs) What sport can you beat Coach Johns in? I would have to say racquetball. Oh. (laughs) Nice. I've beat him a couple times. (laughs) Awesome. What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? I think I'm going to say my dog, Austin. Oh. When all my boys are gone, he's the only one left with me. So yeah, he's a keeper. Tell everyone what type of dog Austin is. He is a yellow lab golden retriever mix and he's the best rescue dog that our first family dog. And he's just been amazing. He's adorable. I've seen pictures. Okay. If you had a superpower, (laughs) what would that be? I think I would like to read people's minds, <laughs> which is a little scary. And I, <laughs> but I was a psychology minor, and I think that's why that appeals to me. I may may not want to at times, but sometimes I just want to know what people are thinking. Yes, you know, 
I think that's what I would pick for sure. Thank you so much, Krista, for sharing with us. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Ruler-Hope or online at RulerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.